The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Let's get to the Irish Networks hotline to start hour number two here on a beautiful Monday morning, February the 28th, about seven minutes past the top of the 8 o'clock hour. Let's get to uh, Dave Tona. Dave Tona, what's up? Good morning, guys. How are you? What's up, Dave Tona? Another day, brother. Another day. That's right. That's uh, right. Blessed to see you. I have, a, I have a couple of things, if you don't mind giving me a minute, Jason. Uh, first of all, it, it really sucked to see the Lady Vols throw that game away at the very end. Uh, fought their tails off. Uh Hopefully we can get back on track. Hate to see them lose at home, their last home game. But uh, the men, incredible game, incredible game. Uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, and if he can just be consistent like he played, and with that intensity and that hustle, he'll be Tennessee's next next great big man. I don't mm-hmm. remember us having too many great big men. Trey Linscombe. My God, that baseball needs to be – it's looking like a watermelon to him. Coming mm-hmm. in. Incredible, incredible start to this year. I mean, this dude, he keeps playing the way he's playing right now. Freshman of the year, for sure. Can I share something with y'all? Yeah, man. Daytona's been going through it. Today doesn't get any easier. I've got to take steel off. Back to the vet to see if his cancer is back. He's not doing well. Uh, just a lot going on in my life personally. And if I know we have believers that listen to this show, and I request and appreciate if they would keep me in their prayers. My dementia has stepped up into a different, another level. And uh, me and my wife are getting a divorce after 30 years. So Daytona's struggling. So if you can remember me in your prayers, I'd appreciate it. You got it, Daytona. And I'll, go I'll jump off here. You got it, Daytona, man. You got it. You got it. 865-255-03. Daytona is right about Brantley Huntley Hatfield. Um, we see why he wasn't playing before, and we see why he's playing. And he has responded. He has responded to the challenge from his teammates. He has responded from the challenge of his coaches, and he he is where he needs to be. He's where he needs to be right now. And uh, I look forward to seeing how he plays as his, as his confidence continues to grow, um, as he realizes how big he is and physical he is. He did a great job matching up against Jabari Smith and times that he was guarding him. Um, Josiah was on him some. Folky was on him some. I mean, our guys did a good job on him. And, yo, he's the first overall pick. All you can do is put a hand in his face. And I thought our guys did a pretty good job on him. And, um, for Brandon Huntley Hatfield, who should be in high school right now, he's guarding the number one overall pick. Pretty dang good. Yes. It was cool to hear Rick Barnes talk about him after the game. 
and uh, say that over the last couple of weeks, the light has really come on for him, and and he's really, I believe he's, I believe Rick used flip the switch. I think that's the wording that Rick used, and and said that you don't ever really know when that's going to happen for a freshman, but over the last couple of weeks, Brandon Huntley Hatfield has been completely different than he was at the beginning of the year. Has really been locked in Love. on the defensive scouting reports. Uh, has found some confidence and has really grown. And look, I, I'll be the first one to admit, I I was emotionally joking as a Tennessee fan that Tennessee gets the, the five-star that is Brandon Huntley Hatfield and and Auburn gets the five-star that is Jabari Smith. Like, that that was my emotional Tennessee fan thought at the beginning of the game on Saturday. And uh, the, the person that I was sitting next to, I, I said that to them and kind of laughed. And I, obviously I was being emotional in in that moment. But, like, we, we've also forgotten that he's supposed to be a senior in high school. Yep. And, yes, there are people who reclassify and – graduate early and, and they come in as five stars and, and four stars and, and they have this tremendous tremendous impact. But as Rick Barnes said, you just never know when the light is going to come on for somebody. And, and just because they are reclassifying and because they are ranked highly doesn't mean that they are just going to have immediate success. You, you see the natural skill and talent with Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Now it's just all about being developed. And Rick Barnes, I would be stunned if he isn't able to develop and, and get the best out of Brandon. And he, he's going to be a really good player for Tennessee next year. I, I, yep. I truly believe that. And I think down the stretch here as we enter March, he's going to, to be a very important piece for Tennessee in helping replace Olivier Camois. And Where's Olivier going? Well, this season he's going to be sitting on the end of the bench with, an, with his ankle in a boot. No, I thought you were talking about next season. My no, replacing him this year. Because of that ankle injury that yeah. he had surgery on. Uh, which also, why did Tennessee Basketball's Twitter account have to make me cry first thing Saturday morning when oh, they put yeah. out that video of Olivier's mom mm-hmm. coming to Knoxville to, to see him? Um, and look, I, I've never had to live away from my parents like Olivier Camois has the last, oh, five, six years, I guess it is. Uh, Olivier's a junior now, and I don't think he came over to the – States. I don't know this for sure, but I think that he did not come over to the States until he was a sophomore or junior-ish in high school and played high school basketball in the Maryland area, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so Olivier's been away from his parents for a while now. So has Urosh, uh, Santiago. I mean, all, all these guys on the team. I, I don't, I'm not familiar with uh, Tamba's situation. I, I don't know if his parents are here or, or elsewhere. I, I'm not familiar with uh, Quentin DeBunje, I, I don't know if his parents, uh, he, he doesn't speak a whole lot of, he, he speaks good English. I, I'm not going to say that, but he has a thick accent and he has not been in America uh, very long. So I, I wonder if his parents are, are back home in, in France. So, I mean, that's half the team almost. I like with, it. With, with parents uh, overseas that, that they don't ever get to see. So I've, I've never had to, to live away from my parents like that. But I have had to go a year without my dad being and him being deployed overseas. And, and I can tell you there is no better feeling in the world than when you see your, your parents or uh, one of your parents for the first time 
after not having seen them in a long time. There's no better feeling in the world. So that that kind of resonated with me because of because of that, and it kind of took me back to to seeing my dad come home from his deployments. The, the two times that he he deployed, there's just no better feeling, and I was just so happy for Olivier that that he got to see his mom and and hug her and just see her face to face and that that was that was really cool and I, I'm mad at Tennessee basketball for making me cry uh, first thing Saturday morning you get them tears out you know early so that way you can uh, let that let that hate in your heart for later on against, let it out against Auburn right that 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 is that is correct but also like on on the whole having a lot of players with parents not being in the United States thing that Tennessee basketball has going on that also speaks to the culture of Tennessee basketball that, I mean, these young men, these kids practically, when they get here at least, like they, they stick it out. And to me, that, that speaks to the culture of Tennessee basketball, that there are so many people involved with Tennessee basketball that truly makes it their home away from home. You can, you can trust that your son is going to be in good hands and be led by a leader of men in Rick Barnes. That's why Tennessee – is the preferred destination inside the state for the last couple of really good five-star guards because you're going to be you're going to be handled the right way and be held accountable um, by a coach that has a track record of developing men on and off the court. So, Rick is smart though. Let's go out and get these players. They're so far away from home. Don't have any chance but to get the gym and work out. Nah, man, you can't. You can't go back to Atlanta for a weekend. Mm-mm. You gotta stay here because if you try to go home, that is a thirty-hour flight. <laughs> we won't bring in those players from overseas. They don't have anything to do but play hoops, play basketball. It's worked out so well for Tennessee, and um, that video got me. That video got me too, man. It was a good video. Uh, and y'all keep Daytona in your mind, keep them in your hearts, and just hope that you know, Daytona is okay and able to push through. And uh, This is just a season, Daytona, man, just a season. Just a season. And uh, the next season, uh, we hope, pray that uh, it's better than the season you're going through right now. Really hope so. 865-255-03. We'll go to the text box. We'll take your phone calls. We got more of the Swain event coming up. Tennessee baseball. My goodness. That ain't even right. That ain't even right what the baseball team did to Iona. Maybe it's Iona's fault for playing baseball. I don't know. But they man. need to cancel their season. My goodness. And everything is set for the best basketball matchup in the SEC this weekend. Probably one of the best matchups in the entire country this weekend. Everything is set. Tennessee, Arkansas, Tennessee at home. Woo! Hopefully we don't get the same officials from this Auburn game. What was Light Skin Brother doing? What was, what was he calling? I told you we were going to get Pat Adams. Pat Adams wasn't even the worst. He, he wasn't, but he was not good. My goodness. The, the what's, light, what's, brother, what's the Light Skin Brother's name? He was he was atrocious. I think he was... Uh, Steve, Steven Anderson? Yeah. The, the, it was... Orange Short. I'm going to go with Steven Anderson. He looked like a Steven yeah. Anderson more than an Owen Short. I but think Owen Short was the white guy. My goodness. 
that call on Vescovy, which I mean, he did push him into a folky. But, but the Auburn up. player initiated the contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that call was terrible. The call, they, and Pat missed this call, when Jonas Adu tried to roll to the basket, oh. and, they, and they pulled his, his shoulder. tackled? Oh, my God. What are you, what are you doing, Pat Adams? That was defensive pass interference. But, but guess what? There's a makeup call on the next possession. There was a makeup call. There was not a foul. But it sent us to the line. We got points. You should have had to have makeup calls. That was a makeup call that Pat Adams called next. And if, and if I'm Bruce, I'm pissed about the makeup call. Absolutely. Make the, the right call in the first place exactly. and don't punish me because of your mistake. Exactly. But Steven Anderson, he was terrible. They were they were all trash. Swain event. Be right back. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like the show on Facebook. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. 
out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Touchdown or Turnover is backed by Alcorton Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, hour number two is brought to you by Action 247. Use the promo code Swain Event for 100% match on your first deposit up to $800. That is a 100% match on your first deposit up to $800. Action 247. Give them a follow on Twitter at TNAction247. Seven. All right, it's time for touchdown turnover back by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, the place where you belong, better rates and better service. Tennessee, Arkansas this weekend. But there's a game before that, Ben. That game is against the worst team in the SEC, the Georgia Bulldogs, led by Tom Crane. If you did not know, Tom Crane coached Dwayne Wade. That has gotten Tom Crane plenty of jobs since his days at Marquette. Got him the Indiana job. Got him the Georgia job. Looks like he is going to be on his way out at Georgia. But one thing you can say about Georgia is that not too long ago at home against Auburn, they had a chance to beat Auburn. They played up to the competition at Auburn and was a shot away from beating 
the number one ranked Auburn Tigers at the time. Is this game for Tennessee touchdown turnover? Is it a trap game, Benjamin? Trap game. Uh, first off, I have a touchdown or turnover for you after this one. All right. Uh, from a big picture college basketball question because we need to discuss the the Saturday that was college basketball, one of the craziest oh, college yeah. basketball days uh, of all time. For sure. Um, I'll say turnover. I, I don't think this game or this team has trap games. Mm. Okay. Georgia keeping it close wouldn't completely surprise me uh, just because Tennessee's offense can go into a funk at times, as we have seen plenty. And Georgia actually scores the ball decently. I mean, you would think that Georgia at 6-23, and 209th in Ken Palm, that, that they just can't score the ball. Their, their offense is actually top 100 in the country in offensive efficiency. What, 99? 95th. 95th in offensive efficiency. That's how you shine that turd, man. <laughs> they do turn the ball over a ton. They they do not grab offensive rebounds. Uh, their their shot gets blocked a lot. Teams steal the ball from them a ton, but they're they're a pretty uh, effective shooting team uh, from the free throw line uh, in terms of just simple two pointers. And then in conference play, uh, they they've been fifth in three point percentage. Uh, according to Ken Palm's metrics. And, and in conference only, they're second in effective field goal percentage because effective field goal percentage uh, by Ken Palm, I'm not looking at the direct definition, the exact definition at the moment, but it it is essentially effective field goal percentage, and this is how the analytics work, is it takes the three-pointer, takes your regular shooting percentage, and then like multiplies it by half to take value in... Uh, how significant a three-pointer is. So that's what it means by effective field goal percentage, uh, just kind of getting the most bang for your buck, I guess you could say. And, and Georgia's been second in the SEC in that uh, during conference play. So they can score, and, and Tennessee goes through ruts at times where they can't score. So it wouldn't entirely be surprising to me if it were a 10-ish point game with 10 minutes or so to go in the second half. It, it's a road game. It's hard to win on the road in college basketball, as we saw. But but Tennessee should run away with this game. I mean, Georgia's defense is terrible. 309th in adjusted efficiency on defense. They, they are allowing 111 points per 100 possessions, which is eight more points than the average across D1. Their, their defense is awful. Teams shoot well against them. They do not turn teams over. They give up a lot of offensive rebounds. They don't block shots. They don't get any steals. They allow a lot of attempts. I mean, they are horrific defensively, and, and it is why they are so, 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 so bad because of how bad they are defensively. So Tennessee should be able to, to run away with this game. But I, I don't think that this is a trap game because I, I believe in this team's mindset, and, and I don't think that a trap game exists to this team because they have had it drilled in their head so many times that it's a one-game season, and the next game is the biggest game. Josiah Jordan-James was talking about that on Friday going into Auburn, that Auburn is is the biggest game because it's the next game, and, and I truly believe that the players genuinely believe that. And Rick Barnes was talking after the game that 
in the locker room, he was telling the guys, it's, it's a great win, but it's on to Georgia. We're, we're trying to win bigger and better things. Enjoy this win. They're hard to come by, but we've got to get, get ready for Georgia quick, fast, and in a hurry. So I think this team's mindset is in such a great place that a trap game does, does not exist for them. And to me, a trap game is, is when you get caught looking ahead, not necessarily you, you just simply play poorly. I think there's a difference between playing poorly because you are missing shots, like the Arkansas game last last weekend, uh, compared to you, you don't show up with the sense of urgency because you're looking ahead to Saturday to play Arkansas. So if Tennessee struggles tomorrow night, it's not going to be because they're, they're looking ahead to Saturday's game against Arkansas. It's going to be because they're just not playing basketball well. So I say turnovers. I'm going to go touchdown. I just think it's in your human nature to look at the worst team in the SEC differently than you look at Auburn. I mean, as, as much as I want to be like, yeah, man, you you know, you treat this George just like you do Auburn. I would be lying if I said that that's what we did when 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 I played, or that's what all athletes do. It's just it's hard. Like it's hard to block that out. Hey, man, this team is not as good. I mean, look at how Brantley Huntley Hatfield played against Jabari Smith. He knew he had to step his game up because he's going against going up against arguably the best college basketball player in the country. But why why didn't Brandon do that the game before? Or are we certain he's going to do it this game? I don't know. I doubt it because who you play matters. It's hard. It is really hard to block how bad Georgia is. And they're playing on the road. Like they're going Tennessee's going to be different. They'll be different just because they're playing on the road. They have been all season. I mean, last week against Missouri, that was a straight-up beatdown. Probably the best away game performance for Tennessee, Uh, like a true away game. Um, That and maybe maybe Colorado, but – Colorado, a decent team. Not great or good or – they're an average team. But as far as, like, away performances, Colorado was probably one of the best. Then you Mm -hmm. look at – um, how we played against Missouri, it's hard n- for it not to be a trap game. You know Georgia will be rocking, trying to pick off Tennessee. They'll they'll try. Georgia the team or Georgia the arena? The arena. I mean, it was rocking against it was rocking against Auburn. Have, Ain't you, no Georgia fans showing up to watch Tom Crean's final home game on a Tuesday night at six thirty when they know their team is going to get beat by twenty. If Georgia gives Tennessee some trouble early, that place will be rocking. The mama's going to be rocking. The mamas. The, oh, the who, players. Whoever's in there the is going to be The mamas and cousins on, on senior night. It's Tennessee's responsibility to make sure that they are out of the game. But I don't expect a terrible attendance like Mizzou had last week. Where I think it will be. You think it will be? I think I think it's going to be, think a, be more than a that. pretty empty. Maybe because it's senior day. Maybe. But, I mean, Tennessee is, and, and Big Shot Rob on Twitter said that, uh, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the tweet in front of me, said that Tennessee better be a top-10 team uh, in, in the poll today or it's trash. And I said, well, Cares. yes, but, I mean, I feel Big Shot Rob. Like, we want Tennessee to, to, to have the respect that other teams are getting for, for these big wins. We I mean, know the polls are trash. Right, and then that's what I said. I, I responded to Big Shot and, and was like, they're, they're 11th in Ken Palm. In in the metrics and polls that actually 
have legitimate evidence to, to back them up. Like Tennessee's hovering around a top 10, top 12 team, and, and the media-based polls are just trash. So, so don't even get all hot and bothered. Not saying that Big Shot was, but just like speaking in general, don't. And I've ranted and, and raved about it for, for years now that the media polls are just straight trash. Yeah. Media members do not watch college basketball or the sport that they cover the way that you think that they do. But metrics and polls and analytics like Ken Palm, like those type of sites have Tennessee around a, a top 10 team. So maybe there, my point in bringing that up is that maybe there's more juice in the arena because Tennessee is kind of a, around a, a top 10 team and it's senior night. But I, I think it's going to be like Missouri. I'll be surprised if it's like Missouri. I mean, you made a point about Tennessee's, you know, scoring droughts and things um, like that. The thing about Tennessee, man, Tennessee can go through a scoring drought, but they can also lock down the other team and make them go in a scoring drought. I mean, they did the same thing to Auburn. I uh, was sitting there watching, watching, and and um, you know Tennessee went through that lull, which through that lull, and you have to remind yourself that basketball is a game of runs. Tennessee went on their run uh, after Auburn went on their run. It happens. Um, there were three or four different occasions in that game where each team had their own run going on, and when Tennessee had theirs, I mean, Auburn couldn't score the basket. And we're talking about one of the most dynamic offenses in the in the country with Jabari Smith and uh, Bruce lets those guys shoot the ball off no pass, off one pass. I'm sitting there like, yo, how is that a good shot? And I'm looking at Bruce's reaction. He's like, good luck. Good luck. I'm sitting there like, yo, that's a terrible shot. He He's scared to get onto his guys. It's a terrible shot. I mean, do y'all know y'all got Jabari Smith on your team? He doesn't want to piss anybody off. And and Katie Johnson and and Wendell Green was shooting like like they were Jabari Smith. Shots was, from the logo. It was crazy to me, but you know they have that freedom. And when it works, it works. And it has worked more than not this year because they've only lost four games. But um, the way they're playing right now does not bode well for a long tournament life. No, because they guard play. Just got it's bad. Just got taken to school by Tennessee. He wasn't even close. Zeb, Zeb Jasper didn't do anything. He didn't Who? have a point. Jasper. Who? Jasper, the, the kid. Who is that? He plays for Auburn. I didn't see him on Saturday. What's that kid? Hold on. No, you're you're right. I'm yeah, joke. I'm Zeb, joking. Yeah, like, who is he? He did not show up on Saturday. No, he didn't. He had uh, one assist, one turnover, zero points, one rebound, and 17 minutes. I mean, you. I mean, he might as well stay on the bus. To be honest. He didn't do exactly. Anything. He, he might as well start, stayed back in Auburn. He was starting. He was st- the starting guard, and um, you look at what you know. Wendell Green did. I mean, he was one for seven from three, one for seven from the logo, uh, or zero for one from the logo. Only had five points. Shot fifteen shots, man. Fifteen shots. He shot fifteen. Jabari Smith had twenty-one shots. He shot fifteen shots. One. I thought it was very telling. Auburn has – I said it going into the game, that Auburn has not passed the eye test recently. And, and look, Jabari Smith, a, a heck of a talent. I think Walker Kessler had an off night. But I agree with you. I, I think they are trending downward. I, I would not be surprised if if they get bounced in the Sweet 16 or so. Their, their guard play is not good right now. And you have to have good guard play going into March. As crazy as it sounds, I have more confidence in Tennessee going into March Madness than I do Auburn because of Tennessee's guard play. I know, right? Me too. Uh, and the other thing that I was going to point out crazy. is 
Bruce Pearl said, who did Auburn play before Tennessee? Ole Miss? Yes, Ole Miss. Yeah. After they beat Ole Miss on Wednesday night, Bruce Pearl said that they have become too reliant on Jabari Smith. And that uh, Saturday's game was perfect evidence of that. And, and in, in one way, like, kudos to, to Auburn's guards for finally realizing that they need to just feed Jabari Smith the ball. But right now, they don't really have a option – B or, or option C because I mean Walker Kessler is not really a guy that you just throw it to in the post and, and he goes and makes a post move and, and gets you a bucket his, his points kind of come off of offensive rebounds or or, or lobs to him that that's kind of his game and, and he can somewhat step out and, and knock down shots every every now and then but they I agree with Bruce they are too reliant on Jabari Smith which sometimes why. that that'll pay off but you have to have other guys that can get you a bucket too you have to have other guys playing well. And right now, it's like only Jabari Smith on that team that's that's playing well. And, and Walker Kessler, again, I think it was just an off night. But you got to have more than two guys in the tournament. I'm sorry, man. At this point in the season, you are coached what – you know, you do what you're coached to do. That's how you play. You play like you're coached to, to play at this point of the season. And it's been allowed. It's worked. It's worked more than not, like I said. But, you know, right now, man, Auburn, Auburn they got some issues at the guard position for sure. Uh, they got some issues they got to fix quick, fast, and in a hurry if they want to uh, achieve their ultimate goal, which uh, which is going to the Final Four. They have a Final Four team, but they're not playing like a Final Four team. But who is? Because the top six teams all took L's over the weekend. I mean, that's that's right. I do have a touchdown or turnover ever happened? for you, but we're going to get to to Rusty first, and then I'll ask you my touchdown or turnover. All right, let's do it. Rusty, good morning. Good morning, guys. How's everybody doing? Man, great, great, great. Right, I saw you on. I saw you on TV, man. No, oh, man, saw, that was that was Jason Swan. Was it? Was yeah, it? that was the, the player. He, he made it Southern. back in the. He made it back into town. He, I guess he had the weekend off. Yep. They, they were George Southern won't play nobody. I got you. Now it was the camera angle. I, I was like, holy, that's that's Twain. Um. So we'll talk about the referee, but first, really more, kind of examine the ball game. Um. Thought Euros, Honey Hatfield, and even Adu, I thought they really pumped Walker Kessler. I thought they all bumped him, banged him, made him uncomfortable, and I thought it really did affect him. First time I've seen him all I think he averages three and a half lob dunks a game and didn't get one on Saturday. Yep, yep. I was on, Rusty, I was on a radio in Mobile. Uh, for an interview on Friday, and they had me on. And, uh, you know, Ben tell you, like, when you go on a show in a different market and they think their team is going to win, they're pretty certain that their team is going to win. Like, you can kind of hear it. You can it, tell. You can yeah. hear it in the host's voice. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, we can, you know, uh, what gives you, what, what makes you think your team has a chance or Tennessee has a chance? It was like questions like that. And they mentioned the fact that Auburn, that's really good at throwing, you know, the, the lob up to Walker Kessler and no one's being able to guard it. And I was like, yeah, Tennessee's one of the best defensive teams in the country. I think they'll be able to handle the pick and roll because he could not say pick and roll. He kept calling a lob, <laughs> not knowing that it comes from the pick and roll. And I was it like, from the ball screen. Yeah, I was like, good, Tennessee but... does a pretty good job of defending the ball screen. I think they're going to be okay. And they were. Zero lobs off the pick and roll or Auburn. First. First position of the ball game, 
Walker Kessler's running down the middle of the paint on offense, and Hunley Hatfield just above the free throw line, and, and Hunley, get, Hunley Hatfield gives him a shoulder to the middle of the chest as he's running by and knocks him off his spot. Liked it. Yep, yep and, just, and uh, another example of that, Rusty, to your point, I, I don't remember when it happened. It was in the first half when, I, when Victor Bailey checked in. So it, it was a little later in the first half, but just an example to your point of uh, Tennessee being really physical with Walker and, and kind of letting him know early and often that it wasn't going to be a, an easy day of him running up and down the floor is that there was a, a shot up and VJ did a textbook job of finding somebody and putting a body on him to, to box out. And I mean, he, I mean, he knocked Walker. I, I think it was uh, on the block down uh, in, in the post and he, he knocked him off course and then Urosh comes and and gives him a little shove in the back and Urosh got called for a foul but it was yeah. a great example of, of how physical Tennessee was was being with Walker I mean Victor Baylor Jr. knocked Walker Kessler back and then Urosh like a millisecond later knocked Walker from the back and he was like a ping pong ball uh, and, and I mean, it, it was like that all day long and a big reason why he was ineffective. I mean, he still had his four blocks and, and four assists. So I don't want to say he had a bad game, but he did not have the typical Walker Kessler game. Five points and five rebounds. You sign up for that all day long, even with the yeah. four assists and four blocks. Yeah. Four, four, five and five is not, not a, not a line that scares you from Walker Kessler. No. Um, and, uh, Victor Bailey Jr. is bought in. I don't, I don't know if anybody's noticed. I mean, he's not playing a ton, but the last two ball games. He's not playing. He's not the kid who won't do the little things and just take bad shots. He's not taking any bad shots, and he's doing all the dirty stuff that you have to do to play basketball at a high level. Banging, getting on the floor, diving for loose balls, all getting court burns. Stuff you love to see, and I, I think it's great that kid is bought in. It's beautiful. Yep, you know what he's doing, Rusty. He is being a star in his role. Yep, and that's that's that's. If, if 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 as soon as he would have done that, he he, he could really help this team because he's got lots of great attributes. If he'll just do the little things, and he and he looks like he is, maybe it, maybe it'll last. Um, Auburn went seven minutes without making a field goal that during that stretch in the second half. They made a couple free throws during it, but they did not make a field goal for seven minutes. Um, five of those possessions during that run, Jamari Smith. Jabari Smith did not touch the ball. Hmm. Ain't that crazy? Um, it, it, Bruce talking about they run the ball, or run too much, and it, it, they depend on him too much. We, you're in a situation where you're not getting buckets, and he doesn't touch the ball five times. Now, part of that was our defense. Chandler got switched onto him once, and Josiah got a steal before they could get the ball to him. Um, Josiah got a steal? I, I that 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 couldn't have happened. I was told he was the worst basketball player ever. Oh, you know that. You you know there's people there that, that, that just. I mean, didn't I know Josiah didn't hit two threes and and several steals and and play outrageously. Good a, a rebound away day. from from having a double double. Yeah, I man, he was fifty percent right, yeah. from three. I mean, he was terrible. And, and to, his two threes were kind of crucial when he hit them. He had yeah. the one at the beginning of the game that gave Tennessee some momentum, and then he hit another big one after wasn't it the the Brandon Huntley Hatfield three when Tennessee yeah. was going on that run to get back in the game. Uh, Hunley Hatfield hit one, then we got a stop. We were up – no, 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 it was later. But Scobie hit one to put us up three. Um, and then somebody else hit one to put us up six. 
and then Jabari Smith hit one to cut it to three, and then Triple J came back and immediately hit one to put us back up six, and that was when we ran away. Yep. He put uh, um, after Jabari's yeah. three. Jabari made it 50-47, to 47, and then Josiah, yeah. in a three-point game with five and a half minutes left, hit a, a big-time three. So, to put us back he, up he, six, the, look, the, the foul was yeah. annoying as all get out. That was a really bad play by Josiah. He, he's a smarter, better basketball yeah, player than re- that. can't reach in the cookie jar there. Can't reach in the cookie jar. But he was – he he was he was really good. Hey, um, again, Stephen Anderson, the referee, trash. He, he he was fired by the NBA because so many players spoke out publicly on his incompetence. He's bad. I can see why. Not sure if anybody knows that out there, but he was an NBA ref and was fired by the league. How do you know how, that? How do I know that? Yeah. Google. Just a little bit of research. Yeah, a little Google, man. I believe it. I believe. I mean, it's the internet, so why would you not believe it? But there, you can you can find NBA players publicly tweeting about him when he was still in the league. He 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 was he was bad, man. He was bad. He was he was worse than than Pat Adams. Hey, but guess who will hire him? SEC. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. When Pat Adams by net has, or I'm sorry, I think it's Kim Palm, not net. Pat Adams was the highest ranked official of the crew. Yep, that's that's never a good sign. So ball, so don't worry about the rankings, guys. The only one that really matters is either Ken Palmer next, because that's what the committee's clearly going by. They they told us that last Saturday when they did their whole not this past but the previous that they're using that to seed the top the top sixteen teams, the the, the top four seeds in each bracket, each region. And Tennessee's eight. Tennessee's eight right now in, in net, and that's. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody knows it, but that's three ahead of uh, the mighty fighting underboob sweat Bruce Pearls. <laughs> oh man, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff from Rusty this morning from the West Coast. West side. Are you ready for my touchdown or turnover? Yeah. About college basketball as as a whole, because. Saturday was absolutely bonkers. Uh, number one, Gonzaga lost to St. Mary's. I always lose St. Mary's. Number two, Arizona lost to Colorado. Uh, Gonzaga on the road, Arizona on the road. Auburn lost on the road to Tennessee. Uh, Purdue lost. Uh, I'm forgetting who they lost to off the top of my head. Purdue played Michigan State. That's right, yes. They lost to Michigan State on the road. That was a, a good game. Came down to the wire. Uh, Kansas lost to Baylor which was also on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kentucky lost on the road to Arkansas. And Texas Tech lost to TCU on the road. Mm-hmm. So, I guess my touchdown or turnover for you is, was Saturday's results simply a result of all these teams playing on the road? Absolutely. I mean, this is the first year where fans are in this in the crowd. Remember, remember last year, um, the away team basically had the advantage or were not at a disadvantage because you didn't have the crowds because of COVID. Now, the, the arenas are full. They're packed. And we're starting to see, we have seen all season long, where the home court advantage, it matters. It matters so much. Tennessee's undefeated, 15-0 and uh, so far this season. You look at the atmosphere at Arkansas, you look at the atmosphere at, at Alabama and Auburn around the SEC, like it matters. Folks 
are going to the games and they are turning all the way up. So, uh, 1000% touchdown for, for me, my friend. Yes, I, I, I agree. Now I, I do think there's more parity in college basketball this year than, than, mm-hmm. than maybe there was a, a decade or so ago. There's been good parity in college basketball the last several years, frankly, yep. but uh, it, it's no longer just Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, Syracuse, Michigan State, kind of those teams. I mean, Baylor won the national championship last year. And, and all those teams, like, everybody was saying that that's the craziest day in college basketball ever. And, I, I mean, I disagree. I guarantee you we can go through NCAA tournament history and, and find way more historic, crazy things than, than what happened on Saturday. Because it's not like all those ranked teams that lost – lost to bad teams. TCU's or Texas Tech losing to TCU was probably the worst loss of those teams, but St. Mary's, a top 25 team, who some are going to predict to make a, a run in, in March. Madness. Uh, Tennessee was favored against Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Arkansas was favored against Kentucky. Uh, I mean, it was on the road, but it, like that loss by Kentucky makes sense. It made sense that Kentucky lost to Arkansas. It made sense that Kansas lost to Baylor, uh, and and so on and, and so forth. So it's not like these teams just were upset by Georgia or, or Missouri. I mean, they lost the, the good teams as as well. So I think that kind of takes away from the whole craziest day in college basketball ever. Like, like no, like cr- craziness would have been Auburn losing to Georgia and, and Gonzaga losing to, to some terrible team in their conference and, and so on and, and so forth. I and mean, the fact that it happened on the same – Day for all six teams. I mean, I, I, that is that is pretty. It's crazy. Don't get pretty, me wrong, yeah, but it's pretty cra- remarkable. Craziest day nah. ever. No, nah, I wouldn't go that far. No, I, I wouldn't go that, that far. Was... But it, it was crazy and very rare, according to ESPN stats and info. Since the AP poll began in the forty-eight forty-nine season, there have now been one thousand seven hundred and ninety-six days where at least one AP top five team lost. There have been two hundred and ninety-six days where at least two of the five lost. There have been 38 days where at least three of the five top five teams lost, three days where four of the top five lost, and only one day where all five top AP teams lost, and that was Saturday. Saturday was the first time ever in which every single team in the top five of the AP poll lost. So it was definitely rare. There's no doubt about that. But craziest, no. Craziest ever, it was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But it was not the craziest day ever. Like I said, I guarantee you we can go find days in the tournament that that were more crazy in college basketball history than than today. Like Davidson making a run in the tournament and just some upsets. George Mason. I'm sorry, but it may have been just one game. But Virginia losing to a 16 seed in, in the NCAA tournament, that alone makes it a more crazier day than – this past Saturday, yeah, yeah, but it was an awesome day of college basketball, no doubt about it. No, it really, it really was. It really was. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Jamal getting Nico sealed up. Jamal Lewis was was working the rivals camp, and Nico, um, Maya, hold on, Eal Maliava was there. Um, the quarterback Tennessee is pursuing, and um, he'll be here this weekend. He will be. Let's go. Swain, I need I need you to do what you do. What is that? Make things shake and bake. I'll try, man. I'll try. I got the oven turned up to 450, man. We'll, we'll see. 
We'll see what happens. I, I like I like I like Tennessee Tennessee's chances right now. It's gonna be a wild and twisty ride, but I, I like the I like the plan Tennessee has in place right now. Vol Grizz Cubs says Josiah would pl- probably play in the NBA for a long time. Camden Tennessee Vol says rebounds to me that was the story out of several great aspects from the game. From Saturday was hitting the glass. I like how we turn it on in the second two offensively. We are typically on or off. Flip the switch in the second. Did y'all see BHH shoulder bump early to Kessler? Guys playing with some grit right now. Hashtag let them know. Uh, Vulgar in Kentuckyville says uh, we all like to banter on here with each other, but when you hear a call like Dave Toners, you suddenly realize that life can be a gut gut punch at times. Praying for you, Dave Toner. A lot of love for Dave Toner here. Uh, also, Kentucky Evolve Paducah says, what are the chances of Vescovy coming back? I like the chances so far until I hear otherwise. I mean, I, I think there's there's good chances, but Swain and I had this conversation several weeks ago. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be totally surprised if Santi said, no, nah, I'm just going to go ahead and start playing professionally overseas. Because, that, I mean, he's going to make a lot of money overseas playing basketball. He professionally. will. So, I, mean, it, I believe that there is a, a little thought to, to doing that this past offseason. Uh, maybe not serious consideration, but, but at least a conversation or so. And, I mean, you would imagine that if there was a conversation or so last offseason about it a year after he's he's had a really good season and gotten in shape and i think he should be an all sec player i mean after after improving his stock i don't i don't think he's an nba guy but if again if you had a conversation or two last offseason i I would imagine that you have even more conversations this offseason so i think he'll come back but it it wouldn't be completely surprise me if he's not you no it wouldn't be it wouldn't be surprising Either, 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 or. I mean, he's been now. playing professional for a while, and and um, he's certainly got better. We'll see, man. We'll he see. does have a a boo on the soccer team, so hopefully, boo on the soccer team can help us out and keep oh, Santi around. Yeah, we got to keep that relationship healthy. So, yeah, we we got to do everything to keep that relationship healthy. Keep keep Santi here. We're gonna send her we, some flowers on behalf of Bob. Yes, because we know Urosh is gonna extend all of his. Uh, eligibility. I think he's a redshirt junior this year. He'll be back next year. He'll try to play Folky. And then the year after that, he's going to take advantage of the free COVID year. He's going to be like Folky. Yep. U- Urosh. We got two more seasons of Urosh after this. He ain't going to eat anywhere anytime soon. Every once in a while, I have like these dreams of... Of Urosh? No. These dreams of like me playing at Tennessee. And I'm in my eighth or ninth season on the team and like nobody says anything like the NCAA doesn't pick up on anything they just like I, I'm just playing I'm just playing up to like 2010 I'm just playing 2011 I'm just playing and I have those dreams every once in a while but Uro's really gonna try to do it yep he he, he might break John Focus's record for all-time games played so let's let's go. You know where? Let's uh, go, boo on the soccer team. Yeah, let's go, boo on the soccer team. Keep Santi happy, please. Right. 
Uh, You know the dream that I have in relation to, like, playing sports? I always have a dream that, like, I'm late to my game. Like, I'm late getting to my baseball game in high school, and, Hmm. like, I I can't find any of my equipment. I can't find my glove. I can't find my cleats. I can't find my baseball pants. I I can't find my baseball belt. Like, there's always something or, or multiple things that I cannot find. I'm late. The game has already started, and it's just driving me absolutely crazy. Yeah, I hate those dreams. I'm sure there's a a deeper meaning to to why I'm having that dream, but I hate those dreams. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you, man. The worst dream ever is is when you have the pee dream. That's the worst. That's the Uh, worst dream. Never had that dream. That you're you're actually, like, peeing, but you're really not. You're still still laying in the bed. You never had that dream before? I've I've never had the, the... the dream that I have similar to that, I guess, if you want to say, is like every now and then I'll have a dream to where like I just don't have any pants on. Like oh I, I have gosh. under I have underwear on, but like I I'm like oh, on the wow. bus going to school and I'm terrible. just in my underwear, and it it's a terrible. I hate that dream because like in the dream, like I'm all like freaking out and embarrassed and whatnot, and I I can't find be. any pants. You should be you should be embarrassed. I am. You should be really embarrassed. You should be disgusted. Who's on the phone? Tramel. Tramel, good morning. <laughs> hey, that feeling, that's the pee in the bed feeling right there, man. That's the worst. That's the worst. <laughs> man, I missed all the sports this weekend, man. I was I was coaching uh seven on seven football this weekend. No, nah, man. They, they make they make DVR for people just like you. Did they win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, we won a couple games. We won a couple games. We we lost a couple. We was playing some, we was, uh fourteen U. Must have been uh, the coaching. We played against. You know what? Man, that little ball head can get slapped real quick. <laughs> I got I got some peach fuzz on me. <laughs> hey, and, hey, and hey, you're non having the headlights on your car turned on, looking at can get slapped man, too. That's awesome, bro. You still on that, bro? Yeah, I'm never, gonna, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna let find, that. You one. gotta find new material. You gotta get some new material. No, man. no, no. Well, I need you to come to Knoxville so I can so you can give me new material. I, I would, I definitely, I was, I was in Gatlinburg actually this weekend. When the, uh, wow. Wow. And you, and you didn't say anything listen, again? Listen, wow. Listen, listen. We listening. Bruh, um, I got, I was supposed to listen. I should, I'm, y'all listening? I'm listening. I'm listening. Dang. So I had to be there. I had to leave town at 730 the, uh, the morning to get there. Cause we played in Dalton the day, the Friday, right? We played in Dalton all the way to like 11 o'clock. So get home. As a coach, I don't know. I stay up at night and I just kind of ramble and like make up, like going over things. And I stayed up at like two o'clock, bro. Then get up to eight thirty. Had to be in Gatlinburg, so I'm late to the first game. Get, I got there just in time for the first game, um, and so we played all day until like uh, what was it like six thirty when we when we left. And that, then on the way home, that's when my son was like, oh, yeah, Dad, uh, Tennessee beat Auburn. I'm like, dang, I forgot we played today. Mm. I was on the field the whole time. I was on the field the whole time. So everything that I'm looking at and seeing is just me. Like, I, yesterday I basically slept all day. Because, you know, I'm on my, I'm walking around in my boots on my Achilles. So, yeah, I, I went straight through Knoxville. On the way home, I was like, uh-uh. I, I wanted to stop at Dead End and get something to eat. But I was like, man, I was so exhausted, man, from Friday and Saturday, man. It was I had so much fun though coaching y'all. I, I ain't never I ain't never called plays before. Like uh and since I don't know, since my son was like five. But uh that's five years old, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and man, it, it it's <laughs> it's so much fun, man, like coaching them boys, man, and watching them smile and have fun and 
doing the gritty and me looking over there like, dang, I wish I could dance. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying right now? But uh, man, it's 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 uh, it's it's such a fun thing, man, doing this coaching thing, man. Cause I got the baseball going and this. So yes, guys, I did miss y'all. I, I did I did come through again. Sounds like a whole bunch anything, of excuses but, I mean, to I, me. It is what it is, man. I, I I did it for the kids, man. I I, I ain't got nothing. To, I ain't got nothing to excuse myself for, for you fellas. Like, y'all will see me. I promise you, y'all will see me. <laughs> I'm glad you're uh, Um, I was just wondering, man. Like, uh, with the uh, with the uh, y'all think he gonna stay the whole <laughs> the whole? You gonna he gonna play his whole year out? The even the COVID year. Who's that? And Viscovi, Viscovi, and uh, Euro Plavich. Yeah, Euro, where who's gonna do? Where you going? Yeah, wherever yeah, his girlfriend dude. goes to play softball. Hey, that's the one every time, right? Relationships is the win over sports every time, ain't it? Let's see what. Year, uh, uh, let's see what year she is. Sports, 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 sports has a winning record against relationships, but it is a factor. And um, hopefully it could be a, a big Killing factor, junior. big factor in why Vescovy is back. Well, Urosh's yeah. lady is a a junior. Uh, so at least two more years, right? Uh, and she got the COVID year too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's a beast. So what? What, what about? And he can uh, get better too, though. I mean, he got better this year. He can get better in those what three years? That's three more years he can play. That's crazy. Two more or three? Two. Okay. Two, two, two. Well, yeah, man. Um, I'll be coming back up there. uh, I don't know if it's the next week or the following week to another tournament, man. And uh, if I ain't too exhausted, I'm definitely going to hit y'all up when I come through. I'm Mm -hmm. booked. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm busy. Crazy, you so tired to even send a text or a a message. You you said pretty pretty energetic this morning. Real tired. I was playing that. I was pushing in the rain, dog. I I ain't had the right attire. I wouldn't think about y'all. I, I see. I see. Sorry, we, weren't, we weren't thinking about you. You want me to lie to you? No, 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 no. We appreciate the honesty. We appreciate the honesty. Yeah, I know I love y'all, fool. Now we love you too, man. Be careful on your way back up here. Look forward to to chopping up with you next time you have opportunity. It is seven on seven season. It is camp season, which is um so important for a lot of these high school kids. Remember. During COVID, a lot of these players were not able to be uh, evaluated. Did not get that exposure because of COVID. Now, full force, baby. 707, uh, see about different tournaments around around the country. You got showcases taking place. I know Rivals had theirs. This is the way it's supposed to be. So happy for the high school kids for having a little bit of normalcy. A little bit. 865-255-03. Hour three is coming up.